Hi everyone and welcome back to Huddersfield Town's preview show in association with Sports Broker. We're back this weekend and it's the start of the Skybet Championship. Huddersfield Town making the relatively short journey to Derby County to kick off the new season. As a result, we've got a bit of a Derby flavour to today's show and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Huddersfield Town player and former Derby County player Dwayne Holmes to the show and also the Athletics' Ryan Conway who is the man charged with covering everything that goes on at Derby uh, in the season and out of it as well. So, chaps, thanks very much for joining us, uh, first of all. Dwayne, I just want to start with you, and it's a, a very obvious question, but we obviously haven't spoken to you uh, since pre-season started. How are things going so far? How are you How are you feeling going into this weekend's game? Yeah, we're all good. Um, all feeling fit, all feeling ready. Um, thought we played really well against Chef Wednesday the other day. Probably unlucky not to to win more comfortably, but obviously it's nice to be in the next round and we're all looking forward to the season starting properly now. Dwayne, you're a, you're a Huddersfield Town man, of course, came through the academy and lived locally. How special was it for you to have town fans back at Hillsborough at the weekend? Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, that's that's really what football's about. I remember speaking, I spoke to you before and I've definitely spoke to Ryan about it. It don't really feel um, the same without the fans. Um, and I know it sounds cliche and things like that, but it, it, it really isn't. The same without the fans. It it almost feels as if every game is a friendly, but obviously having the fans in, uh, I think there were two and a half thousand, and everyone everyone's just happy to to see the the ground full and and back to normal. Yeah, and and just looking at it as well, I said this to Lee Nichols in the week too, but I agree. I thought I thought we did enough to win in the ninety minutes, but actually, when the fans are back for the first time to win a penalty shootout right in front of them at the Leppings Lane end, had quite a nice feel to it, didn't it? Really. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't part of the recent penalty shootout win that had probably a lot more at stake. Um, but, I mean, for Lee, I thought Lee was brilliant on Sunday. Excellent debut. He's been, been brilliant all pre-season. And then, obviously, to save two penalties and get us into the next round. I think it's great for him. And, yeah, I'm sure the fans enjoyed their uh, second penalty shootout at Hillsborough in recent years. What number were you doing? Five. Five, so five. easy yeah. to say now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I was five. I was five. <laughs> I would have took the first one, but there were no getting a ball off Jordan, I don't think. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Ryan, thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, Derby's your main uh, kind of point of call from a work perspective, but I know you got along well with Dwayne when you were at Derby County together. Are you keeping an eye on, on how town are doing now, how Dwayne's getting on? You obviously have a field town connections yourself as well, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, just... One moment while I put my sunglasses on because Dwayne's pearly whites are uh, a bit off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he's getting, he's getting married. He's getting his teeth done. Dwayne, you went to Huddersfield and got all cosmopolitan on us, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Dwayne get on, get on gangbusters. Um, you know, really, um, really tight. Actually, didn't start that way. <laughs> we started bickering on 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 Twitter, and and that's how things sort of started from there. But yeah, we we get on great now, and um, yeah, graduated from the University of Huddersfield. Did my um, um, you know placement year with the Huddersfield Giants, so I got a lot of close ties to the to the club and to the to the town. Um, so yeah, I always I always keep an eye on on the results and uh, and how Dwayne's getting getting on. And how are you enjoying life at the Athletic as well, Ryan? Because obviously it's a it's a big undertaking. We'll go into everything Derby County related in due course, but fantastic publication, new venture in England as well. How are you enjoying it? Oh man, it's like for me, it's 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 a dream. This is what I you know worked a decade 
towards. I, I didn't know, you know, what the best thing for me to be was because I wanted to be like a marine biologist. So, but I didn't have the science grade. So, this was the next option. This is a decade's worth of work for me that has that has led to to getting here. And it's actually our anniversary today. We are the Athletic UK is two today. So happy happy birthday to us. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's been it's been a wild ride. Steep learning curve, like real steep learning curve. Some you know, I walked into some things face first and. You know, you don't know what you don't know in it. So, um, but like absolutely loving it, man. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Dwayne, you just mentioned Sheffield Wednesday there. Obviously, we're one of the two fixtures that happened before the championships. So we've got that under our belts, but the, the league feels different, doesn't it? I'm sure. How much are you looking forward to not just starting the league, but also starting a club that you have obvious connections with as well? Yeah, obviously we've worked so hard in pre-season. You know, you know what Carlos is like. Um I think it's well known what what his training's like. So we've all worked so hard and this is what it comes down to now, the start of the season. And obviously, personally for me, there's there's no better place for the first game of the season than 30,000 Derby fans. I'll probably get a bit of of jip because of how it all ended. But, you know, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good challenge for us as a team. We can see where we're at. And like I say, we're, we're ready and we're really excited. Knowing you, Dwayne, I can't imagine you're particularly averse to a bit of interaction with the crowd getting stick. I can't imagine it's something that will particularly phase you. No, no, it won't. It won't phase me. I think, I think there'll be a section that might that might give me a bit because of how I left. But hopefully, there's the the rest of them and the vast majority can remember the the, the things that I did on the pitch and more importantly, what I did off the pitch for the community. I think. Um, but like I say, the, if I don't get a bit of stick, I'll be um, I'll be quite surprised. But you know, it's part of the game. Jordan got it Sunday, uh, and I, I I could thrive off it. You know, I, I, I'll quite enjoy it. I think. I'm gonna boo. I'm gonna boo every single time you touch the ball. The him in the press box, please, Ryan. We all know that. Angry looks from my colleagues. Um, you, you've talked about how you left there, Dwayne, but I think it is an important point you make. You know. Derby County was a, a big step forward in your career at the time you joined there. Obviously, it got you back in the championship. You had some really good times at Derby as well, didn't you? You just talked about the playoff final off camera. Yeah, 100%. I mean, for the most part, I loved my time at Derby. Um, the first year was incredible, obviously, the incredible journey that we went on. Um, I didn't really get a look in at the start of the season. Someone got injured, I got a chance, stayed in the team. We got into the playoff final. I played for my country, you know, these things will live with me forever. So it's obviously I, I owe a lot to the club, but things things always have to come to an end and, and that's what happened. And us we we know we know what, what happened and, and that's all I can really say about it. Ryan, we'll come on to Derby County. Obviously, you talked about this job being a baptism of fire. You've probably picked the club where there's been the most to write about in the time that you've been at the Athletic in the two years. Um, there's a lot, uh, you know, Derby have been a powerhouse in this league for, for a number of years. They're always traditionally up there. And then obviously last year it's run wound. It's hard to talk about specifics here because you feel like when we put this show out on Saturday morning, things could have changed again for another 48 hours. But there's been an awful lot for you guys to cover, hasn't there, at Derby coming into this new season? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and coming into this new season, um, Derby still have, um, at the time of, 
recording, um, which is, uh, what are we, Thursday? Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday, right, yeah. Thursday. At the time of recording, Derby still don't have any senior centre-back signed to the club. That seems suboptimal with a game on on um, Saturday. They still only have uh, Colin Kazim Richards as the only senior centre-forward. Um, you know, Jason Knight is out injured due to a, 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 a an unfortunate 50-50 challenge with his own manager. Um, stuff like that is is never really ideal. Um, and yeah, they're in they're in a bit of strife. They're in a they're in a little they're in a little bit of strife. There's talent. There's talented players on that squad, and there are talented youngsters at that club. Um, but if Derby are forced to play those youngsters for significant minutes, I worry it could stunt their growth because it's not an ideal situation to to thrive in. You know, you need to be set up for success, and I don't think a lot of those those kids would be in this in this environment. But you know, Tom Lawrence is. As a, as a talent is is brilliant. Camille Ujviak still waiting to see the best of him, but he's he's a lively winger. You know when they get Christian Bielik back, I think he's fantastic on the ball. That there there are talented individuals in that group, but the depth would be an issue, and they need some centre backs as well. <laughs> Dwayne, you you'll know these players. Ryan makes a very fair point. Then I was going to ask you that the, the players that we're talking about here. There might be a lack of depth as we stand, as as Ryan's talking about. But you'll know some of those names better than us in terms of their ability and it's something we've got to be aware of this week and as much as we want to concentrate on our own stuff Derby saw some very good players at the disposal Oh 100% I mean um, a few players Ryan didn't mention you've got Nathan Byrne Lee Buchanan great player Keller Roos and Marshall both great goalkeepers Max Bird Lewis Sibley these players are all dangerous and obviously at the start of the season they're going to have everyone like we say, that it's Thursday now, so they could sign players between now and then. But as it stands, probably I think they're only missing 90. So we've still got a, a good, strong 11 that are experienced in this league. Um, so we can't take anything for granted. Everyone reads the stories about Derby and, and things like that. But like I say, they've got great players there, um, great talent and great experience. So we've got to be right on top form. You talked about pre-season there, Dwayne, and, and like you said, I think everyone knows Carlos demands hard work as much as anyone, like you all getting pre-season, but do you feel ready? How do you, how do you feel? You, you've done quite a few pre-seasons now. How are you feeling compared to, to previous ones? It's, it's a weird one because obviously, like, in pre-season, you normally just, you do football and then you just do 20 minutes of just pure running and, and things like that. And we've not really done that. We've just done our, our usual training which shows how hard our usual training is if it's being used as a pre-season training program. So we've we've just done our normal pre our normal training and and the numbers and the the stats that we're churning up in the pre-season games and and special especially Sunday um, are brilliant. So the lads are ready. It's it's there in in black and white. The stats don't lie. You can see that we're fit and we're we're ready to go. Can I ask you about your new teammates, Dwayne, and, and some of the guys that arrived this summer? I'm thinking Lee Nichols, you've mentioned, Matty Pearson, Ollie Turton, Josh Ruffles, these guys. There's, there's been a lot of emphasis from Carlos, from Lee Bromby, about the characters of people who are coming in as well. What's the changing room like at the moment, again, in your experience, compared to, to other ones you've been part of? I wouldn't say, I, I, touch wood, I've been fortunate that I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say I've been in a bad dressing room. I think dressing rooms have certain characters that don't fit in a dressing room, but that's everywhere you go. Um, but 
the lads that we've brought in, not only are the great players, but more importantly, great people. I mean, we've, we're organising things outside of football as much as we can to be safe, obviously, in the in the current situation. But the, the great people, and, and that does translate to the pitch. I mean, I feel like me and Turks have struck up a partnership already on the right, and that's purely from just being around each other in the dressing room talking he's friendly he's a good guy same with Ruffs same with Lee although Lee gets a bit annoying um we've got a bit of love-hate relationship me and Lee Nichols um but yeah like like you said um like Broms has said they're great people and and that's just as important as being as a being a good footballer Ryan, can I ask your perception from being slightly outside the Huddersfield town bubble that me and Dwayne are perhaps in you saw us twice last season, obviously. And like you said, you keep an eye on Huddersfield Town as well. What's your perception of of the club and where it sits at the moment, Quinn, this week? And what are you expecting from the Huddersfield Town team? Um, they'll be fun to watch. I think regardless, that I think they'll be fun to watch. Um, and that m- might, not be a, might not be a good thing. I, I, so I've, <laughs> having looked at some of Huddersfield's games like last season and caught a, a little bit of in preseason and knowing obviously how Carlos um the, the Bielsa tree comes from and you can see those coaching identities coming onto the pitch. Um I, I think that this team will will either be very, very good this year or I think they could struggle um just based on the intensity of things. And I think particularly as Christmas comes up and those, you know, the games get get there thick and fast. I think if that intensity leads to some soft tissue injuries I think it could be a struggle in in that part, but but I, I I like this team. I like the way they 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 play. I thought if they had a bit more cut and thrust at, at the top end of the pitch um, last season, obviously brought Jordan Rhodes in to try and address that this season. I thought if they had that last season, um, you know, a lot of results could have swung certainly a, a, a different way. Um, but yeah, I, I and I think they've addressed particularly in the transfer window some areas that needed addressing. I thought personally. Um, Huddersfield were not great at defending at times last last year. I thought they were a bit. I thought they were a bit too open, um, which again leads for a very entertaining game. But I think from your perspective, you quite like to just tighten that up a, a little bit. But I, I like some of the signings that that the club have made, and with the identity of the Carlos demands, I think they're going to be really fun to watch for a neutral this year. That's interesting. Can I ask you about your job as well and how it's affected by the return of fans to Pride Park this weekend? Because you're, you're, we are three of the lucky ones who got to still attend football in our different guises uh, all the way through the pandemic. Do, do you have to think differently about how you cover games when there's no fans actually in the stadium, Ryan? And, and I know the Athletic isn't a traditional match report post-match reaction kind of publication. But have you had any chats, any thoughts in your own head about how this might change? The fact you've actually got people seeing what you're seeing live again now. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, this has sucked. (laughs) And I think, think secondly, like, just look at the last day of the season from a Derby perspective. That that 3-3 draw to Sheffield Wednesday played out to pretty much silence. Um, You know, there was... And that's such a... Like that game needed fans. It needed for that that yeah. game really did need them. Um and, and yeah, like that's the, the the difference is is incredible. The the only benefit to there being no one in the stadium was from my really geeky, nerdy tactical perspective, was I could hear all the coaches shouting the instructions. I agree. Like I that. agree. So I was like, oh, this is this is fun. 
but but at what cost? But at what cost? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree totally. That that the one really interesting thing is how much you could hear that not just the coaches but the players too. Players, and yeah. To be fair, it probably didn't do you many favors, Dwayne, because we hear everything you're saying to referees during that point as well. But I, I think <laughs> even even the weekend felt totally different. You know, like Dwayne said, we had about two thousand three hundred fans at Hillsborough. I think there were twelve thousand there in total, and you couldn't hear a thing. All of a sudden, all you could hear was was the noise and everything again, Dwayne. Footballers have had a, a myriad of different answers from players on this over the years, but are you someone that tunes out fans or do you thrive on it? I've heard people deal with it in different ways. It maybe comes no, down to individual. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thrive off it. I think, I think I'm best when I'm playing on the edge. Um, and I think the fans give you that edge. And you, it's true, you find an extra yard, you find an extra, an extra sprint. All these things are true, and I can understand why some players would want to shut it all out and just focus on they're in a game. But for me, I I thrive off off the noise, off the excitement, off because that was me growing up. I was a fan. I used to go and watch football. You know what I mean? And it, I know what it means to them. So we, I think most players thrive off having fans there, and we've all missed we've all missed having fans. It's as simple as that. Do you feel like this is a, a big opportunity for you, Dwayne, as well? I always th- hear from footballers that joining a new club in January, even if it's a familiar one like Town is to you, is a tough thing almost to like hit your stride mid-season. Obviously, you've now seen the pre-season work we're doing. It's very uh, There's a lot of emphasis on system here under Carlos as well. It must be a hard thing to become part of midway through a regular season, never mind one where it's silent in the stadium and it perhaps doesn't feel normal how much does this feel like the proper start of your second part of your town career this summer yeah definitely it was definitely tough joining in january i've not played a lot of football at the start of last season um to then be thrown into carlos's methods um it was so demanding physically and mentally um but thankfully got through that we we stayed in the league, which was what the talk was when I joined. We wanted to stay in the league and go again. Um, and we've had six or seven solid weeks' work now in, in pre-season. And I think everyone knows Carlos's methods now. We know, we know what he wants. It's, it's no blurred lines. We know what he wants when this happens, when this happens, when this happens. And I think... Going back to what Ryan said about we we wanted to be more solid and all these things, this is this are things that Carlos has addressed, um, and he's he's changed a lot. And I'm, I'm sure he won't mind me saying last season he was very different to how he is this year. Um, our methods have changed a little bit. How we want to play has changed a little bit, and I think we're going to be a lot more solid, a lot a lot more aggressive at the right times and. Like Ryan said, I think we're going to be very good to watch because the football that we play is is entertaining. And like I say, we're just we're just ready for Saturday now. I think what's what's interesting from Carlos's coaching perspective is saw this when Huddersfield beat Derby uh, last season in in October. Is actually for the first half Derby were the better team playing in in a three four three that day. And Huddersfield couldn't really get to grips with it. And I thought we're quite lucky to go in at nil nil. But what uh, Carlos did at halftime was he switched his system and then completely negated what what essentially all the things that Derby had joy doing in the first half, they had no joy doing in the second half, and Huddersfield dominated the game. I think that kind of in-game tactical, you know, 
tweaks and changes and, and methods on the fly will stand you in in good stead in, in this division because you know it's it's just part of, of football now where you 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 never really stick to one shape for the entire 90 minutes anymore or one way of doing things and things like that. So I think that that kind of versatility and that kind of analysis is is, is good. These are all these are all things that we work on, right? Every day we watch videos, we do drills. If if we see a team play in a certain way, we know the first first way we're going to press, the second way we're going to press, the third way we're going to press, what shape we're going to change to if if we're not getting any joy. These are all things that, to be fair, Carlos has doesn't leave his office, so it's it's these are things like he works really hard. So. And obviously we work really hard. So these sort of things, like I was, I was impressed by that last year myself is, is the point I was trying to get at. Cause I was on the bench that game. I remember watching it. Mm. Um, and like you said, I thought Derby dominated. And then Huddersfield came out in the second half, a new animal. And that was it. And I've seen us do it a few times. We did it away at QPR last year. Yeah, We got dominated all first half. Came in, Carlos said, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to press, blah, blah, blah. We won 1-0. Essentially, that was the, the kickstart of us staying up because we'd not won a game for 15 games before that or something like that. And it was these little things. And like I said, he's learned a lot this year and he's been a little bit different and I think we'll be good. Dwayne, can I ask, just to those points you're making there, how much do you think or how much previously has it been left to you guys to go from press one to press two to press three, or is it is it a case of waiting for instruction that right change it to the second way, or is it kind of left to you guys to decide what's best in that moment on the pitch? I think during during the game we will talk if we feel we're not getting any joy from it, we'll say all right, that's not working. Let's do let's do the next one, and if if that's not working, let's do the next one. But then when if there's a little break in play, or if there's it comes to half time. Carlos will make it very clear what what system he wants us, what he wants us to do, and what how he wants us to play, and that's why I think it's so important to have flexibility in your in your shape and in your in your players that are on the pitch to be able to do different jobs. Yeah, I'm asking. It's something they talk about in the academy a lot, as you'll probably know, is is developing players who can read the game and make these decisions on the fly themselves. So it's interesting. Right, just going back to fans, and and I think maybe. In football media, I class myself as this too, we sometimes maybe overplay or, or underplay the role that fans have in a game and it can go both ways. But I do feel like Derby's fans have quite a big role to play this weekend. It could go either way because there's been a lot of noise around Derby County as a club, as you well know, as everyone knows. Uh, you're going to potentially have some young players out this weekend making the first foray into football. Uh, it, it, like you say, it's a big moment for those guys too. And I, I think... One of the things that we've done well at Huddersfield Town over the years is, is give young players a really supportive platform. The fans, this is not the club, uh, where they, they really get backed. To everyone wants to see a young player come through and succeed, and it's a it's perhaps a big moment for the fans at, at Pride Park this weekend as well, isn't it? Given the, the potential team that could go out as we sit here now. Oh, it's it's massive. Like this will be the first competitive game that fans will have turned up to since Derby beat Blackburn three 0 on the eighth of March, twenty twenty. You know that this will be, you know, be the first the first time that they've been able to make some some real noise. Um, so yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive. It's going to be interesting actually how players react to that. Mm. You know, because as Dwayne said, they almost become like the games become like friendlies, and once the fans get in and that 
that that atmosphere and energy just ratchets up. How are you as an individual going to cope with that? You know, because we've seen as throughout as fans have slowly started to return to stadiums across the world, you know, some some athletes end up having a, a little cry to themselves before game, too amped up, and maybe you know they're they're a bit reckless and things like that. So it's going to be it it, it could have like a end of day season vibes just because of how different I mean there are still there are some players here that haven't played in front of Derby fans yet Camille Ujviak's one of them I think Nathan Byrne David Marshall the guys that came in in that window still haven't played competitively in front of a, a packed Pride Park crowd so it's going to be it's going to be huge and they've obviously got lots of frustration to take out on Dwayne as well so long as so long as it's clean so long as it's clean and good hearted we don't mind that exactly that uh, I think it's a really good point about the players and it, it, we looked at it today. It's Carlos Corbran's 50th game as head coach of Huddersfield Town this weekend and he's had one in front of fans. So it's a, it's a pretty crazy stat, that to me. Dwayne, equally from a town perspective, when you talk about playing at high intensity and the desire for everything to be high intensity, how hard is it as a player to maintain a high intensity when it's silent in the ground? And how much of a role do you think the fans can actually have in spurring you guys on in the inevitable tough moments that we'll we'll have throughout the season. I think it's massive because there's nowhere to there's nowhere to hide. You're out there, everyone can see it. Um and the fans will be egging you on to do it. And if you don't do it, they'll be telling you you're not doing it. Whereas before you could sort of get away with it because there's no one in there telling you that you're not working hard or all this, all this sort of thing. And the way we play is very, very demanding. Um it's very mentally demanding as well as physically, just knowing your tank's below empty, but you've got to go again and then again and then again. So definitely having fans makes that, that little bit easier because you've got more of a reason to go again and then go again and then go again. And I, I, I love playing in front of fans. I thrive off it and, and I just can't wait to get back out there, even if it's a little bit hostile or whatever. I'm, I'm just happy that the Derby fans get to go back to Pride Park because I I enjoyed many, many games there with, with them and enjoyed a lot of highs. We had a lot of lows, but I'm just happy that they get to go back to Pride Park because I know how much Derby County means to them fans. Yeah, it's that's well put. And I think it almost having a bit of a pop at former players, regardless of any situation, is part of the oh, God, line, yeah. really, isn't it? You know, we look I'd do the same. Our fans were over the same with Jack Hunt. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday fans had a go at Jordan Rhodes, which always makes me feel bad because he's the world's nicest man. I don't feel right. like he deserves it, yeah, but uh, it's part of it. Ryan, when we're talking about this, we're talking about fans being back in the league starting again. How much are you looking forward to it from, from a professional and a personal point of view? Um, well, I'm still processing Euro stuff, mate. So I, I'm, I'm I'm cooked out here, you know. And he had a great time covering that. Let me tell you. <laughs> Did I? Did I? Uh, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm. I always look forward to like the first game of of the season. Like this is already my third season covering Derby, which is absolutely crazy. I'm already three seasons, already three seasons in. Um, but I always look, look forward to the start of it, particularly this one, because we do get fans back and, you know, life we, life returns to some semblance of, of normality, whatever we call that now. We just have, I guess, post-pandemic life. Um, but yeah, like, because I, bu- I get a buzz off it as well. Like, like I said earlier, this has sucked. Like, it has smelled so bad. 
<laughs> you know, when but when when fans are here and you get natural natural reactions and you can feed off that and I can weave that into my writing about how certain things made certain fans feel or you know mm. how certain players make certain fans feel and, and and things like that when it's just done through the lens of Twitter which it has been for so long well it's firstly a bad lens <laughs> but it just doesn't feel authentic Dwayne how about you on a, on a personal level are you the kind of guy that sets targets personal targets whether that's goals what you want to achieve as a team International as well. We just mentioned Ryan covering the Euros. Obviously, your nation not in the Euros for, for obvious reasons, but I'm sure you still have aspirations to, to play internationally if possible. Have you? How big a season is this for you personally? Yeah, massive. Obviously, it's the World Cup next year. Um, I'm in con- constant contact with with Greg Berhalter, and I know what I've got to do to get back in the squad. And but that starts and ends at Huddersfield, and I'm going to do my best like I always do and and I, you do set goals as a player but for me it's as long as the team's doing well then you look better as an individual so that's the most important thing absolutely Greg Berhalter former Huddersfield Town trialist randomly in charge of the United <laughs> States now as well I watched him in a game I'm pretty sure it was Leeds he played but yeah small world football isn't it but um go on Ryan sorry I was just saying I think just Dwayne won't mind me saying this I'm sure but you know the statistically it doesn't always lie in the stat sheets but those you know statistically I think there's an extra gear in 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 Dwayne and I think we see snapshots very often of what he he can produce and then you, you get bad bum injury or you know things fizzle out like they did at, at Derby there and I, I think now a season in a club that you know you know you grew up with and moving to an area that you're very settled now and, and all those things I think this is a big, big opportunity. I want to see ten goals from midfield for you, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, if, if you could get, if you could get that, uh, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think I think there is a lot more. You know, you, you, you. I think there is a lot more of a goal threat from you. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. I think overall, your your you know your creativity and your play and and the way you press from the front and always help defend from the front is is never in question. I think like getting more, bagging more goals, man. Like that's what I want to see from you this year. Not yeah, Saturday, definitely. not Saturday, not Saturday. <laughs> we'll start Saturday, start, <laughs> as, start as we mean to go on. Yeah, just for the record, this is being recorded, Ryan, as well, so everyone's just seeing you say you're going to pay his goal bonus if he gets 10. <laughs> no pressure, Dwayne. But, yeah. No, I think for, from my perspective as well, it were, I think we, we talked about this afterwards, I interviewed Dwayne, I don't get to do the fun interviews anymore, but when Dwayne came back, it felt right, and it were a cool moment in January when Dwayne walked back through the door here, and uh, yeah, I think, like you, Ryan, I think we're all rooting for you this season Dwayne so yeah you've got at least <laughs> two you. people behind you upset that. you've taken the number nine off him what uh, I yeah. always had Dwayne down as a massive burly centre forward and now <laughs> yeah I mean there's you're not getting that off Jordan are you let's be honest <laughs> I'd, I'd, it weren't even a conversation it was he wanted nine he got nine so I just okay which what number can I be yeah, when you've when you when you've done what Jordan's done for this club, you get to make a few decisions. I think in the exactly that. yeah, that's good. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got uh, busy days ahead, but really appreciate your time, Dwayne. Thank you for for joining us from home. Good luck for the season. No problem. Thank Hopefully. you, and Ryan. Lovely to see you again. We'll see you at the weekend, and uh, good luck to you. I won't say good luck to Derby for the weekend, but good luck <laughs> to you for the team as well. I hope you have a good one. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, guys.
just again, thanks, uh, big thanks to Sports Broker, our partner who help us bring the, the preview and, of course, extra time, the, the full-time show as well. Uh, massive thanks to those guys for making this possible. Town fans, there's still tickets on sale as we are here right now. Reminder, no pay on the day, though, so uh, you have to get your ticket before 4pm on Friday. Uh, otherwise, we will see you at Pride Park this weekend. Thank you.